This is Adulting Like a Mother Father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax. So baby, keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs. And maybe get a little mushy. But don't forget to take a deep breath. Adulting can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put it in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be ahead of the rest. And let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say, Chicago, Chicago. Well, now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy. His name is Gio. Dang, what a bundle of joy. We're a tribe of three, but we're building a community. So come along. It's time for some adulting. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome to Adulting Like a Mother Father Season 2. Wow. I'm Daniela Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew, the father. And we're both adults. <laughs> And if you're an adult or just trying to be one, this is the show for you. Thank you to all of our listeners who are joining us this new fresh start of a season in 2021. Happy New Year. Almost ran out of breath right there. That's how excited <laughs> I got. Honestly, are you nervous? No, I'm not I'm nervous. nervous. I'm just very pregnant. Okay. Okay. So sense. like I have other people's organs pushing on mine. Mm-hmm. It looks uncomfortable. What are you saying? It's just really round and protrudes okay. from your, your belly region. Correct. Uh, it looks like half your body right now. Wow. It just looks I don't know if I should take that as a compliment or... I'm just going to shut up now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so welcome back, guys. This is season two. It's, uh, you know, same deal, Andrew and I. And this show, let me just take a quick break to let you guys know that this show is sponsored by <laughs> Drew Coffee. Drew Coffee creates consciously crafted, consistently excellent coffee every time with two beautiful blends. Filter number one makes the perfect pour over French press, drip, and filter, I'm sorry, <laughs> espresso number one is the absolute dream when it comes to your lattes, cappuccinos, flat whites, or just a simple shot of espresso. That was beautiful. Um, that, was, that was absolutely stunning, except for you need to end it with drink do, Drew, do, do you. you. Okay, got it. Sorry. We'll, so we'll Drew Coffee is the first official sponsor of Adulting Like a Mother Father. She just won that little ad read right there, which I thought you, you did a pretty think? good job. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, let's jump in. You've got some housekeeping to take care of. So we got some housekeeping guys as a reminder. Well, first of all, if you're just jumping in for your very first adulting, like a mother, father, uh, podcast episode, this is the start of season two. We, uh, have officially gone off on our own. So we're, we're doing this completely ourselves now. Uh, we're building a little team around us. Um, and we're having a go at it. So welcome. If this is your first episode, we're doing our very first live event, which is a virtual baby shower to celebrate Daniela and the pregnancy and, and me, of course. Yeah, exactly. You got me here. <laughs> yeah. On January 17th at 4 p.m., um, we will drop the link to grab tickets in the show notes. Um, they're 10 bucks or 35 bucks. 10 gets you in. 35 gives you uh, a one-on-one session with us, yes. which I think is pretty and cool. And part of those proceeds are being donated. Yeah, which is rad. Um Around this event, too, we're also doing a giveaway to at least three people, still pushing for five, uh, for what Daniela calls the mother-father bundle, which includes Drew Coffee, Sprouted Diapers, Outstanding Food Snacks, uh, and Kinder Beauty products 
as well. So all you got to do for that is buy your ticket. Let us know in Apple podcast reviews. So go leave a review. Let us know that you got your ticket. Uh, let us know what you think of the show and you'll be automatically entered to win. And we're picking at least three of you guys. So yep. good luck. Yay. Um, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's do the darn thing, right? Let's, let's do it. Some wins and fails. You got any for me? I do. Yeah. And I want to talk more about this as we get into the episode, but, um, my fail and it's not really a fail i want to i really want to try to keep this year positive okay right? good so luck. it's like a semi-fail you got it uh i took g okay this is a win and a fail all let's right let's hear it uh daniela's dad got gia this little motorcycle for christmas and it showed up a couple days after and i built it for him last week mm-hmm. and if you haven't seen it on instagram this dude is jamming on this thing <laughs> Right, it's pretty simple. He's already too big for it, but it's got a little gas pedal down at the foot, um, and it's got a little button that plays music. And this kid, like within ten minutes, hops on, hitting the gas pedal by himself. He can't steer yet; still can't steer. Uh, but he's cruising, and he hits the little music button, and he just goes off. Yeah, he's got some. He's got some like rhythm. Right he now. kills it. He has this whole thing where it's like one arm goes up, and it kind of looks like the nene. Yeah. Yeah, it's like he is whips the nene's. No, wait, the whip <laughs> and the nene, both. It's the nene and the whip. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's um, it's really cute. He's been doing it the last two days, and that's just how it works with having a kid. It's like mm-hmm. one thing pops up, and you're like, "Wow, this is Dude, so was, adorable," I, and then it's gone. Yeah, or was, maybe it's not. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's that one's here to stay. But back to the motorcycle, I was just I was amazed at how quickly he picked it up. Yeah, like literally. Same day, 15 minutes in, he's he's trying to ride around with no hands. I'm like, no, 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 pal. Put your hands on the bars and actually steer it because he's just running straight into things. But So that's the win. I thought that was, uh, you know, as a dad, that was like, that's the coolest stuff. It was amazing. The fail is, so the other day we're cruising down the street in the morning and uh, we have some neighbors that are always outside and they're just like the fun neighbors. They're just super cool. They have kids that have like activities going on in the front all the time. And there's a little kid that they look after over there as well. And he's about three now. And apparently he hadn't seen any other kids like, you know, during this whole pandemic and G comes down on the motorcycle and they see each other or whatever. And they start playing in the front yard, but it's like really awkward. <laughs> it's super awkward because like G doesn't get to play with other kids at least very much. And the other kids he's been around are like still younger than him. So they can't really do a whole lot together. And then this kid was like really, really into GL. I literally couldn't contain himself, had his hands balled up in fists, like, and was like <laughs> shaking with excitement and literally running circles. Oh my God. And kept coming up to him and like wanting to hug him, but instead like kind of socking him, you know, cause he just didn't know how to control it. But it was really weird to watch Gio because He's just like, I see this kid, Mm -hmm. but I don't know what to do with him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, 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 you know, on one hand, he doesn't know any different because he's never been old enough yet to like understand what's going on. He never really had much experience hanging out with a bunch of kids because he couldn't have done anything anyways when he was five, six months old. Um, but now he sees him and it's like, it's just this weird feeling of, this is the sign of the times. Yeah, for sure. You know, he doesn't, he's not socialized and doesn't know how to interact with other kids. Yeah, no, it's, it's not something I, 
I like hearing, um, which is one of the reasons why I've been trying to figure out ways that we can safely get together with other people or around his age. Um, and so we're going to experience a music class, which I'm so excited. Hell yeah. Um, he needs to be around kids his own age. He loves music and also like he needs the variety. I know all these parents listening are going, yup, yup, yup. I feel ya because how much can you do at home before it just starts to like get a little boring? Okay. And it's been a little boring. So I'm a excited little. about that. Um, I'm going to jump into some win and fails. Get it. My win is a simple one, but a big, 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 big adult one. <laughs> you guys, we let all of our grass die. All of mm. it. Okay? And we have finally um, gotten it replaced or are in the works of getting it replaced. Okay? We play outside all the time. Literally, Gio's been playing on absolute just like dry, like what looks like oh, hay, weeds. Like it's not what you want your kid playing with. But I'm just like, you know what? It is what it is. It's so dry that it has those like tiny little spiky balls. Oh, like no, it's stuck awful. to all your clothing and stuff. Yeah, no, not comfortable. Not ideal for yeah, a, a new little walker. But anyways, we finally um, decided to prioritize that and um that's happening and that is like a huge win i can and things are looking up because i was supposed to start next week and we got a call yesterday saying oh this is 2021 you guys have been bumped yeah he's like um i think uh, we can just do it a week earlier and i said absolutely you can come on over guys you made him coffee it was nice um all right so that's the win um my fail is funny because i don't really have one that's great. I don't really have a fail yet. And I'm glad that I don't because I feel like, you know, like you, I want to keep things positive. I know it's not realistic. And also I just feel like because my time is ticking as being a mom to one child, I'm trying to just stay super positive. I'm trying to absorb all my time with Gio and like, even though it can be really crazy and chaotic, I just want to look at the bright side all the time because I know that it's going to be different very, 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 very soon. By the way, do you know that there's only five weeks left before this baby girl comes into the world? I didn't. Five. I knew That is was, on I, one hand, my friend. I know the date in February, but in my mind, it still feels like it's about three months out. Okay. So. Like I've had three months now for six months or so okay you know? and how are you feeling uh well when you say it like that it just feels like the time is ticking but it's cool that you have a focus on just being present and enjoying what it is right now because it's going to change and then it changes forever which is a really weird concept yep and so many people go just through this one night one night changes your life forever. i'll do it to you um and I haven't really had a focus on that, but with you saying that makes me feel like that needs to be priority. Yeah. You know, cause I, you know, one of the things I can foresee already happening is, is when baby comes and we've talked about this, um, you kind of manning her or womaning her, you mm -hmm. know, well manning her. Mm -hmm. That's right. And, um, me manning G. Yeah. Because you're going to be feeding and all that, and it's a very consuming job. And I think most importantly, like I have to take it a little bit easy because I'm going to be having a C-section. Yeah, as yeah. far as I know, unless yeah. I go into labor earlier, which is, you know, it can happen. I'll give you about three days for recovery. Okay. Three days, you'll give mm -hmm. me. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. What did the three days consist of? You're just going to literally handle the entire like well, rundown. It'll, it'll be like last time. Yeah, I'll take care of G, 100. percent Oh wow. You'll get every meal. Oh my gosh. Like you got last time. <laughs> I felt like, uh, 
Like I was really doing it. Yeah. Then. And now when I look back, I just wonder how long I was actually really doing it for. Like, was it just like a week (laughs) (laughs) or was I handling business for a good month or two? I don't know. I remember being very newly out of surgery and taking the trash out and thinking in my head, like, I really don't think I should be doing this, but wanting to prove to myself that I could handle more than I probably should have. Yeah, well, that's dumb. No, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. I'm just saying that like life goes on, you know, yes, you get a huge surgery and you're, you know, supposed to take it easy. But when you have two kids, I don't know what that looks like. Probably looks like chaos. I hope not. So you're going to handle geo is the plan. What we're going to do tentatively is Andrew is going to, um, we'll see how long, but you'll probably move into the guest room, which is our office slash playroom. I guess. So this is confirmation that it's happening. Well, it's just a good idea. I think it makes the most sense. For a little bit of time, you know? Two or three years. Tops. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? You couldn't do it. You could not be aware. I get better sleep like that. Somebody did say, who was it recently that was like, oh yeah, you know, we do it. Alex, we're talking to Alex, I think. Yeah, they know people that do it. And then they do, the the couples do sleepovers. Yeah. (laughs) They sleep in separate rooms. I'll tell you right now. My grandparents did that. Okay, I don't love that idea um, long term. But okay. you know, I love the idea of sneaking into your room. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. So the plan is loosely, I guess like we've got confirmation now because you heard it here first that I'll sleep in here and it makes the most sense, right? Because new baby, you're waking up like geo sometimes was literally every hour. Correct. So it would be impossible to have more than one night of that and still manage Chio during the day because he's a handful. Right. So I need to get at least decent sleep. So I'll sleep in here get decent sleep. I'll be up with him first thing in the morning and I'll just handle him. Mm-hmm. He'll be up all night <laughs> while I'm sleeping. He'll be up all no, night. You'll be. Up. Oh yeah. I know. Can I ask you something though? Does that almost sound nice? Like, would you prefer it that way than sleeping in the room with the newborn? Yes. Wow. Okay. So we're both in a good place because you prefer that because I want, yes, because I'm a control freak and I want to be the one obviously waking and feeding and changing and rocking and all the things. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I didn't need help with Gio. I don't feel like I'm going to need help with her. Um, yeah, you know what? That brings up an interesting point though. I feel like that sort of stuff creates a stronger bond. And I don't want to miss out on all of it and not be able to have those opportunities to create that bond. Like, you know, I mean, I could do that during the day, Yeah. but middle of the night is just, it's a different scenario and it's a different part of creating your relationship and your bond. And I might have to sneak in there once or twice and get a midnight hold in. Okay. That's fine. I'll let you, but I know what you're saying. Cause it's this feeling of, um, it's almost like you're giving that baby all of you. You know, you're sac- mm-hmm. you're making so much sacrifice and, um, and I personally, I think I thrive in that space a little bit. Um, I remember well, you know- being in the hospital right mm-hmm. after having geo mm-hmm. and you had a migraine and you were totally out. Mm-hmm. You couldn't function. Um, and so 
I could, I didn't realize obviously after you get surgery, it's not like you can be like totally walking and stuff like that. But as a new mom and your baby's next to you in your bassinet and you got to change them and feed them and stuff and everything's new to you, you just, you become almost superhuman. And I remember just feeling like this is it. This is just, it's me and him. I got to handle it. And it's gratifying. I, I can't, I don't know what else yeah. to say. It's not sustainable because it definitely wore me out. You know, I remember come month three, four, I was ready to just. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I mean, it makes me feel like, and I think you'll understand, and I'll try to describe this concisely. The periods of time that we've already had where, you know, take one day as an example where you've almost put everything else, every other obligation to the side and you're just hands on with him for like half a day or the whole day. I mean, literally everything changing, feeding, playing, just like laying on the ground with him, reading books, whatever. The relationship feels so different after just a half a day or a day like that. than it does when you're still being a great parent, but you're mixing your time between being hands on and then breaking away to do your own thing. You know what I mean? Like be hands on for a, for a half day or a full day. And then by the end of that day, he only wants to go to that person for the things that he needs. (laughs) So what are you saying? Do I have a reason to feel, um, worried? No, because that's my other thing. I remember being in mommy and me virtual, like towards the beginning of this year. And one of the moms was saying she was having her second and she said, you know, she's really starting to resent certain things about being a new mom to a second baby because all she wanted to do was hang out with her toddler. And I Uh, can see 100% how that feels because I am so thoroughly enjoying like, you know, hanging out with Gio and experiencing new things with him. Um, so I want to balance. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's certainly different than when Gio came into the world, but it, you know, it's so tough because it's this amazing experience an amazing new adventure. But at the same time, it comes with these challenges that like you never even fathomed when you were younger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like things that are really difficult to work through in your brain. And sometimes you, you never even find a resolution. You struggle with them day in and day out. But the idea of like trying to balance time between your own kids it's crazy. And I'm sure, I'm sure you never, I'm sure very few people ever really feel settled in where they divvy up their time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I, when I used to babysit all the time, I remember one family in particular would do, um, like date days with their kids so that they would each individually have like a full day with each parent I think that that's rad. and then they swap. And I, I loved that concept. So I think, um, we'll just have to like, as we go, figure out what works and, it, you know, <laughs> no one gives you a manual for this, you know, and the first time I, I was stubborn, not stubborn. I feel like I'm grateful for the way that I handled geo, but I definitely didn't do any research, didn't lean on anyone. I wanted so badly to figure it all out on my own. And that came with its own, you know, set of challenges. Yeah, You're kind of of the belief of your intuition will, will take control of everything. But in, in so many ways, like, yes, it was difficult and there were probably things I could have done differently, but I now know so much more. And I know with this new baby, you know, first off, one of the things I'm going to do differently straight out of the gate, we'll see, obviously, because things can change. But um, I'm not going to pump for a while. Mm. And with Geo, I was so... Um, like headstrong about nursing and having enough supply that I pumped and nursed 
all day long from day one. And what happened was, is I gave myself many infections, mastitis, like two or three times and had to suffer through all of these things. So I think this time I'm going to approach it just, you know, super chill and just feed her, just nurse her on demand. Like, you know, for the most part until I find a schedule that works for us. Um, so that way I'm not like creating an oversupply because technically I don't see us needing to go anywhere. So why would I need to have such a huge stock? Yeah, there was so much that we had to give away. I gave didn't even use all of it away to my cousin. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I need to work myself. I mean, and that was as, like it's like literally liquid gold. I know, and I don't. I mean, I just I see it so differently now, and I think that piece for a lot of new moms um, is a very stressful piece, like the feeding, because it's you're so reliant on yourself, and you never want your baby to go hungry. Um, so I think like having a much more chilled approach with it is going to hopefully help with hormones and just so much. Um, so that's like my first plan of action that I'm going to do differently. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, that's, that's the whole idea of like going through things and learning for the next time. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, wherever you can create efficiencies with this sort of thing, Mm -hmm. it's a big deal, you know, cause you can cut down a lot of headache, a lot of struggle, a lot of all the things. Very true. Um, what I was thinking about this the other day, what are you most and least looking forward to in that newborn stage? Cause looking back on the stage with geo, it's all blur now. Just felt tired. Yeah. And excited. Um, most and least, um, yeah, it, there's a lot, right? I think just personally, like with my body, there's a lot of transition. And I think, you know, the maintenance with having to care for, you know, the C-section. And then also like, you know, for me personally, the first time I bled for six weeks. Huh? I bled like I was wearing full on diapers for six weeks. And on top of nursing and, you know, when you nurse your uterus contracts, so there's like this pain of almost like labor for a long time. And, you know, you have to get over that hurdle. So like that stuff is just like, you know, you're tired and you're feeling so much internally and externally. You can't really walk. Um, yeah, I'm not so much looking forward Dude, to that. I don't piece. want to interrupt you, but moms <laughs> are just the shit. moms are the shit like (laughs) there's no way i could do any of this i say that every day about just being pregnant you could never never. be pregnant i don't even tell you half the things that i'll like feel or experience because it's just not worth it like i just do it and it's great i feel a little lightheaded and i'm like what's happening yeah am i going (laughs) (laughs) yeah you guys you guys are rock stars and you uh you know you got a compliment from your cousin and uh, I guess your other cousin, her husband, about just being like being somebody that handles it pretty gracefully and like you're never complaining. And, and I don't know any different because you're my partner in this, you know, but, you know, when I step back and recognize that as well, it is it is it's cool. You know, it's admirable. Like you you just sort of handle it. And I know the pregnancies have been smoother when compared to other ones that we know of but still I'm sure you're feeling things all the time and going through so much change and all that. And, and for the most part you keep it to yourself unless I drag it out of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of the things that, um, 
I don't know, helps me build strength. I just think I, I try to do that with certain things in my life that might feel or could potentially feel overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I just try to look at it differently. So that way I can just like rally through and I get that. I'm grateful that I have that perspective because when I look back on Gio's pregnancy, I just, I loved every second of it. I think when I look back on this one, I'll probably say the same thing, but I'll probably say it just went by so fast. And Mm -hmm. I, yeah. And it's just such weird timing. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just so different. People are asking me like, are you going to have like a, some sort of baby shower or sprinkle and two reasons for why I'm not. The first one is I had the most beautiful baby shower with Gio. I don't have any need or desire to replicate it. Um, I consider that a celebration of life and they can both take part in it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, me becoming a mom. And then the second one is I don't want anything. No, no more stuff. I don't want anything. I don't need anything. If anything, I would love to be able to give half of the things that we have, you know, to people who do need them. And that's why I think this live event will be really cool. Um, I have a call with someone tomorrow to talk about like what partners we can work with to give away some really cool things. For oh, cool. On top of the giveaway that we're doing. Yeah. No, on to- separate from oh, the mother father bundle. Yeah. No. Cause when you come to the live event and okay, mm-hmm. you guys, we have, um, two special performances on top of giveaways. This is going to be so good. Ah, cannot wait. Um, but yeah, no, we're going to get on the phone. We're going to go over like, you know what we can do and, and hopefully make it super cool. And just, yeah, I want people to walk away with some goodies. Yeah. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. So okay, yeah, so- the whole point is, is that like, we just don't, when you have a baby, I think for me, I realized very quickly that like a lot of the things that you're given or you think you need are just coming out of a place of not knowing what you need. And now I know that what totally. she needs is, you know, some clothes, which we have. Gio has plenty. Some diapers, which I have plenty. Thank you, Sprouted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a warm boob. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't need much in the beginning. No. Okay. I like that. All right. Well, let's circle back to my question. So most and least looking forward to in the newborn stage. It sounds like least looking forward to are the body changes. And yeah, the struggles. yeah, transitioning out of that, yeah, the whole like your uterus shrinking and healing. Mm-hmm. I just want to get past the healing <laughs> part, you know. Yep. Uh, um, okay. And probably the the boob issues because I know that I'm probably still going to be in pain. You know, it's been a, it's been four months since I've breastfed Geo, so like I would imagine my nipples have lost a little bit of that rug and tuggedness. <laughs> Maybe there's something we can do to rough them up. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Yeah. Okay. All right. right. I like it. And then most looking forward to. Oh my God. Okay. This is going to sound whatever. I'm really looking forward to being in the OR and laying there and knowing that like within moments, God willing, no complications, we're going to see her. Yeah. And they're going to lift her up and they're going to put her on me and I'm just going to be a mush. (laughs) It's just the wildest feeling and experience in the world. Those of you that have gone through it, you know what it's like. And those of you who haven't yet when you do, or if you do at some point, like there's really no way to describe it. It's just like the most utopia type of feeling that I've ever had. Oh, and that first 24 hours, typically from what I've heard and also what we experienced is the, the baby so quiet. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, in the first 24 hours of Gio, he slept. He didn't make any sounds. He just ate and he chilled. We were like, yo, we got it good. (laughs) Little did we know. Little did we know. Well, I'm going to answer this question too. And I'm going to, I'm not going to answer the least looking forward to, because it's probably just the, the being so tired. Most looking forward to are the moments where like, could be middle of the night, could be middle of the day. You're just exhausted. You really have no idea where you're at, what time it is, none of it. And you may be like calming down some fussing or uh, doing some burping or whatever, and you have this like little warm being on you, and they they smell mm-hmm. so good, like there's <laughs> nothing like new baby smell. But just here, like when it's quiet enough to hear the little breaths, like that tell you that like I'm comfortable where I'm at, and I'm good, I'm healthy, I'm alive, I'm kicking, and like let's do this, you know. Those the the little breaths are what I'm looking and forward to most. And then they make most. little like puppy sounds too. There's oh, yeah. so much that I don't remember. Yep. And that I'm yeah. It's just what's exciting. crazy is it wasn't that long ago, but it oh, feels like forever. I know, I know. Um, I was just thinking about all the moments Geo fell asleep on your chest, and that was like his safe spot, you know. Yeah, that was the best thing ever for me, and it, you know, at the time. I felt like almost every night I was getting him to bring him in, put him on my chest. Yeah. But it went away so fast. Yeah. He got so big and he became... Like the only times he'll even sleep on me now are like he has to be... Teething. Beyond exhausted. Yeah. So true. Um, I have something exciting to share with you. Share it. So we um, we have an email, right? And so um, we have a few emails from people. Already? Yeah. And Uh-oh. I suggested doing this in season two because personally, um, you know, yeah, we've both lived some life, very different lives, of course. And I think Andrew's really good at giving advice and I wouldn't necessarily volunteer myself, but I'm here to definitely weigh in on these emails as well. But I wanted to take a quick break. We're going to bring Kelly on who works with us. You guys hear us refer to Kelly all the time. Um, she helps manage the social account and she's going to read these emails off to us. I haven't read them, so Uh-oh. they can be, I don't, I'm not sure. We'll find out and we'll just, you know, hopefully give some insight, some adulting, like a mother, father insight. Love it. Let's do it. All right. We'll be right back. Okay, everyone. So we're back and we're here with Kelly Daniel. We said that she Hi. works with us and what she's up? awesome. She's just like a total boss, babe. And Kelly, you have some questions um, from us that our listeners have sent in. Can you remind us of what the actual email handle is for anyone listening? Now? It's adulting like a mother father at gmail.com. Beautiful. Love it. Okay. So kick us off, Kelly. Um, let's start with some emails. Ah, or- we have a message from Sarah from Houston, Texas. And she says, Hi, Daniela and Andrew. Uh, happy New Year. I'm so excited for season two and wanted to send in a question in hopes it would be answered on your next episode. Okay. I'm keeping it 100, as you guys like to say. I'm a mom-to-be, and I just want to know, how on earth do you go about pregnancy sex? My husband and I are trying to figure out what's best for both of us, but it's so hard with this belly in the way. Have you found it difficult to be intimate with one another during these long nine months? Help a fellow pregnant woman out, please. Any advice would be appreciated. 
Okay. First of all, that's a great first question. <laughs> Wait, I missed her name. I, I've Sarah. Sarah. All right, Sarah. So let me tell you something. As a female, you know, you're pregnant. Your hormones are all over the place. Everyone kind of has it differently. You know, some people get very horny. There's a lot of blood rush into new places. And other people are totally disinterested and they just want to chill and reset and, you know, save your energy. Um for me, I think I've felt both ex- both ways, and um, I think it's taken a little bit of creativity. There are probably positions that maybe you were more comfortable in last, you know, prior to being pregnant that may have to change. But at the end of the day, like you just have to have open communication. You have to work together because you will be miserable if one big piece of your life and your relationship and the intimacy goes away, you know, for that long haul of a time. So I think it's important to just be able to talk about it and be like, hey, you know, this feels weird. This isn't the way that, you know, works for me anymore. Um, let's just try to figure it out. Yeah. You know what? Uh, um, I agree with that for the most part. I think it's different for everybody. And in our relationship, I think you were still more interested than me most of the time. And for whatever reason, like maybe I have low testosterone or whatever it is, Um, (laughs) but we figured out to make it work. And I think the reality is, is instead of being two or three times a week, maybe it's once a week or twice a week. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah. 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 I think, I think twice to three times makes most sense in terms of like keeping your head um, for at least for me, like not exploding. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm flustered from this question. This is not like, he's so shy. shy. It's so funny. This is not like my my type of question to answer. And I don't know why I always think like my mom's listening. Most likely, you know, it's weird. This is the circle of life. I mean, you know, how did we get here? Right. Exactly. And like, there are so many people that are, are really trying to figure it out. And honestly, I don't know if you experience this, but I've heard, you know, other people say that like, I was scared to hurt the baby. You know, both sides, right? Like, look, it's definitely weird when, like, the belly has a real baby inside, and you know that, like, you're just you're button up, you're touching like a your baby that's not in the world yet. You know, <laughs> so that part is weird, and then, like, it definitely creates a blockage. But it's all doable. It comes down to communication. You got to do what works best for the both of you, uh-huh. and you got to find ways to make it work. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I could talk about this all day long. I need my own sex show. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> this is what happens when, like, you know, I was I was so prude for a very very long time. I mean, I would not even look at a boy in the wrong way because I was too scared. I just thought, no, you can't, because my dad will kill you. Um, and then you get with someone that you know and you trust and you love, and you actually think they're hot, and it's a good combination. Let me tell you. So there you have it, guys. Sarah, I don't know if we answered your question, if we gave you any sense of um, comfort. Um, And then also big picture is it is only nine months. So even if it is a little weird or uncomfortable, you know, at some point your body is so freaking amazing. It just goes back to, you know, what it was before for the most part. Yeah. Long story short, if it's not there right now, it will come back. Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. Okay, you guys. So if anyone has any other questions for us, again, you can answer. I mean, we can 
we can answer whatever. I, I think that if there's questions, I saw something actually on Instagram about real estate, which I thought was cool. Um, people wanting to know about being a first time home buyer, um, throw them, throw them our way. Um, Kelly, what is the email once more? Adulting like a mother father at gmail.com. Beautiful. Cool. Okay, guys. Well, that's a wrap on the very first episode of season two. Um, thanks for hanging with us. We're excited to bring, you know, just more realness. And as we get closer to baby number two coming, I'm sure that won't be an issue. And Kelly, thanks for joining us. We can't wait to read more emails with you. Yay. Thanks for having me. Okay. Bye, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we um, answered our very first question. On, Dude, yeah, you good? I got so flustered. Yeah, we know. I don't look. Here's the thing: I like sex, like everybody else does. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not that comfortable like talking about it so openly, and yeah. I think that's okay. No, I think it's totally fine. I listen. I don't mean to pressure you into those. I didn't know that what the question was, but I don't mean to pressure you into that at all. Um, you probably loved that question and loved that moment. <laughs> And just how squirmish I felt. Yeah, it's just funny to me because if I were to look at us, right, it's, you know, I was on a Nickelodeon. I worked in kids television. Um, Not to say that there's anything wrong with sex. Like, I think it's a healthy part of life. What are you trying to say about yourself? You went to high school. You went to college. Like, in my head. No, I know. But in my head, you've had probably a plethora of experiences and you were the pro. And here I am who has really no basis for talking about this kind of stuff other than like, you know, recent experiences. And you, you are nervous and it just makes me laugh. Yeah. If you waited for a long time too, or you were really slow to get into the game. Yeah. You're probably just a little bit behind in terms of how you think about it and like how exciting it is. Oh, that's what it is. You're calling me immature. And I didn't say that. I see what just happened there. I get it now. Mm. I have a lot of growing up to do in that department. I didn't say that. You're a seasoned vet. It's a no big deal situation. (laughs) It is no big deal. I mean, we've been together for... No, you have to make it a big deal. Okay. 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 It's just you and me, bro. Okay, bro. All right. And on that note, we're going to get out of here. Guys, have a great week. Quick reminder, live event, January 17th. Grab your tickets. We, we look forward to What's the it. website? It's going to be, a, it's, it's a long link. It's on location, live.com, yada, yada, yada. We'll put it in the show notes. It'll be on Instagram, anywhere you need it. If you can't find it for whatever reason, just DM the Instagram or send us an email and we'll hook you up. Beautiful. Cool. Love to hear it. Thanks, Enjoy guys. the week, guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. New shows drop every Tuesday on the Direct Message Network on Podcast One.